I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Daily Transcendence podcast. I'm G.O.D. And I'm Ray. And we're your hosts. Take a journey with us into the realms of some of humanity's most inner thoughts and theories about what lies before us and beyond the other side. Take a step back with us from the day-to-day heavy burdens of this constant evolving life. From awakening the collective, astrology, the spiritual divine, holistic health, shamanism, and quantum theory, to the frequencies and vibrations of our universe, history, religion, numerology, and so much more. We spend countless hours researching to bring you the breakdown of information from some of the greatest minds in these fields and even our own experiences. We're here to challenge your thoughts so that you can reshape your own minds and beliefs into ones that better serve you. We hope you enjoy the discussions about the supernatural and the ancient knowledge that we have become so fond of and we wish to share with you so that it may also help you on your quest in this human experience we're living. Let the transcendence begin. Godspeed and share on. And welcome back, fellow transcenders. What up? G.O.D. and Ray here, of course. Ramon, that is. That's right, Ramon. Yes. All right. So, so what did we talk about last week? Well, last week we talked about um, going through the Great Ages, starting with Leo, um, all the way up until Pisces. But we're moving out of Pisces and going into Aquarius. Um, but there's a lot of things going on we touched up a little bit on uh you know aquarius but now today episode five we're gonna actually go deep into the age of aquarius diving deep Deep. once again (laughs) yeah so we're gonna focus a lot on um the period of the age of aquarius uh the connotations that come with the age of aquarius a lot of the uh trigger points and events in history that um kind of bring forth and show how we are transitioning into the age of Aquarius, and then also what that means for the collective. And, uh, um, you know, how to transcend that information, if you will. And how to apply it, how to use it. Mm -hmm. Because it's basically why this tool is here for us. You know, we know what age we're in, and we could kind of, you know, we're on the forefront of seeing what's about to to come of our civilization uh, of what we're conscious and aware of the um the themes and and, and information that's going to uh, bust through the veil and aquarius has a certain type of energy it gives and uh, we're already starting to see the death of the age of pisces and the dawning of the age of aquarius so a, a lot of things like technology and innovativeness and community and all that but you know and a lot of us who aren't aware of this they see it as, you know, the real apocalypse, the end of the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're going to see, like we spoke about with the cosmic clocks um, and how that is part of a bigger cosmic clock. We're going to see how um, us being in this uh, era kind of gives us uh, this, this notion of what is to come and, you know, what we're experiencing now um, and the type of energies that come forth and then how do we find balance with that and to not 
really go against the grain of it and to find that harmony with it within ourselves. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to hit you with a lot of info. A lot. Yeah. A lot of info. And yeah. and, and to, to cap off what Gio is saying also about you know using the cosmic clock, it goes with my metaphor last week when I was talking about when you know it's 5 p.m. and you know it's rush hour, you know what to prepare for. You know that there's going to be traffic. You know that you might have to take a detour. You know, you might have to you know think outside the box with how you're going to travel. And that's what this is for. That's the whole point. If you want to point to all of astrology, is it's to tell you, you know, what you're going to have to do to, you know, get through this time with ease, you know, and, and at times it might not be easy, but it will, you'll at least have a guideline and you'll know what to prepare for. Yeah. So, and by us giving you this information now, we're, we're giving you kind of a template, uh, on what to expect and what maybe kind of give you, um, you know, a heads up on maybe that things are going on right now, maybe for a reason. And also knowing this helps you transcend that and it helps you see beyond it. And it, and it gives, you know, a uh, light at the end of the tunnel type of thing. So yeah, you can embrace this, um, this information and embrace the change, uh, that's to come with it. And, um, this way, you know, it feels not as dramatic, um, because there's a sort of preparation to be had when understanding this. So shall we dive in? Shall we? Yes, we shall. Put on your scuba gear. Let's go. Diving deep. All right. So age of Aquarius. Aquarius, as we know, in the astrological sign is an air sign and it's a fixed air sign. Um, so the things that come to mind when we think Aquarius um, and that archetyped and what kind of elements come along with it, um, you know, it's it's air, like we said. Uh, and we I mentioned it in the last episode how, you know, the air is also, um, you know, represented as the ether, you know, that space, uh, that space between objects and that, you know, free flowing where, you know, you know, thoughts and intuition come into play and kind of just comes to us. And we always sometimes wonder how we just have these thoughts and we're like, wow, that just like came to me out of nowhere. Yeah. Like ETH. Ethernet cables, yes. Um, Ethernet cables. How your your phone signals? That it's almost basically like the the things traveling through the space um, that we can't see, and and since it's an air sign as well, you're talking you know communication. So this is a communication through the ether, you know, which would basically sum up Aquarius. And on top of that, the hieroglyph for Aquarius is a man bearing a pitcher of water. He's dumping a pitcher of water, and in this case, truth represents, or sorry, uh, water represents truth. So Aquarius in this age brings truth and it's going to be revealing. And ironically, through what? The internet, which travels through the ethernet, mm-hmm. which is our access to the truth at this point. You know, it's like, it's like our physical manifestation of the Akashic records. Yes. Yes. And that's, speaking of Akashic records, that's a... Uh... Look for another episode that we're going to do diving deeper into that. Just a little foreshadowing. Uh, But yeah, like you said, you know, the Aquarius sign, um, even the constellation, it's represented as the man bearing the water pitcher. Um, And just a little fun fact, you know, in the Bible, in Luke 22, 10, uh, Jesus does say to find the man with the water pitcher and go to his home for Passover. So like 
there is a sense of awareness there and you'd think like oh well what does that mean you know wouldn't he just find you know just he's just telling them to find some guy with a water pitcher well come on guys didn't carry water yeah pitchers. that was not that was more of a feminine thing to be doing yeah not, nothing that. against you ladies yeah, all no. equality here but mm-hmm. back in time in the olden times there it, it's it was normal for a woman to carry a pitcher of water so when you read that passage the fact that it doesn't make any sense with the times that it's representing that um you know it's a man wouldn't have been but in an allegorical sense and especially due to the findings of this new age that were uh, that's dawning it would make someone a little more sense for that and i do believe in that same passage he says that he you can find him in the upper right room or upper room yeah. of the house right yep. Um, I've, I've heard many theories that, that the upper room is, is actually your mind, uh, to use meditation to shut the mind off and to meet the Christ in the upper room of the mind into the right side of the brain, where when you meditate, you happen to, you know, open Mm -hmm. that, that up more, which is also being a musician. Um, a lot of artists or musicians, they, they strengthen their corpus callosum, which is a. It's a muscle in your brain, and when you meditate, you make that stronger. You actually, because when music uh, musicians are playing the mm-hmm. instruments, it's a form of meditation. Yeah, any type of art, really. If you're just one with it, you're meditating. Yeah. So a lot of like musicians, you find very kind of weird. Yeah. You know, or they're very you know those artsy fartsy types yeah. of people. Well, they're actually unlocking a different part of their mind. So through meditation, you are just in general strengthening your mind but the bible is actually pointing towards that for more of a divine reason yeah and it's true if you even look on you know when an artist of any sort is deep in their uh deep in their art and performing it uh you just look at the expressions on their face it almost kind of looks in a sense that like almost like they're not there in a way oh yeah in the eyes man. yeah they're just something they're or like they're just flowing with this sort of just energy just that's just very different than somebody who's just sitting there and it doesn't you know and it's not really just some person playing an instrument no or, no it's or I, performing I, a picture or something i find it a form of channeling yeah i, I you know one being you know uh, um, my grandfather was a jazz musician and not that i ever got to see him play because he died the year i was born but he did give me that ability i i feel i'm going to give him credit that he gave me the ability to when i'm in the middle of say a a, a song or a jam and you get in that moment you find yourself just kind of like riffs and things and melodies and all that stuff or even rhythms coming to you. They just come. And I believe that's a form of channeling. And I have heard a quote, um, and a lot of religious people will enjoy this one, I believe, but it's um, praying is when you talk to God and meditation is when God talks to you. And Mm -hmm. through that process, through meditation, and I'll get back to why it's so important with this Aquarian age and all that, is this is basically the point that when you meditate you know it's not like sometimes the answers don't come to you right away but through your meditation you'll start to receive things throughout say the week or the month things start to change in your life this is a you know this is a reoccurring phenomenon that happens to a lot of people that when they're meditating it's like god or the universe did give them a message and Mm -hmm. it just happened to be more subliminal it traveled through the right mind the subconscious and then they end up finding that answer that they needed or their the ability to change and coming into an age where the bible is actually telling you coming into this age yeah. to meditate and it even because that whole thing even with the you know the man with the water pitcher um it's also said in the bible that you know jesus says that i will be with you until the end of the age 
Yes. You know, or the end of times. The end of the eon, I believe the, it yeah, was. The, which, yeah, the end of the eon. Yes. Which the eon represents that great age, uh, that great age cycle. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just one little reference there that you could see uh, since we did speak on a little bit of like the biblical um, implications of uh, astrology, basically, and the astrotheology of it. So, you know, Aquarius um, is often and I shouldn't say often it is associated with information, intelligence, uh, that intuitiveness uh, the collective mind rather than just the individual mind, um, universal information, genius, science, um, and even astrology. And a lot of those um, those sciences and those aspects. Occult. Yeah, the occult. occult yeah. yeah. Hidden hidden sciences, mm-hmm. things that have been kept from us for, for many years, and especially in the age of Pisces, coming out of the age of Pisces, which represented a forgetfulness mm-hmm. and um, a lot of other qualities that we have really been experiencing for about 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. You know, victimhood and, uh, you know, uh, try, uh, the ability to find compassion or yeah. having the polarity of being mm-hmm. having no compassion. You know, so in, in coming into the age of Aquarius, we're trying to shed these Piscean traits because they no longer serve us. Yeah. The cosmic clock says so. Exactly. So, you know, going from that, um, that deep focus on that passion and, you know, seeing how religious forms start basically, you know, dictating society around the world um, and become so almost governmental, like how these religious societies start coming about you see christianity we said um was developed and there's this focus around passion and and this 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 uh divine being and all of those so and and religions yeah religions being a huge piscean thing yeah you know spiritual gifts and the um the unseen god you know the the godhead the the having faith that he's there and you know, living through that whole period of time where we did have to have that faith of the unseen and uh, to be more spiritual and to ha- also have that division because you do have the two fish in spice. Uh, I was about to say spices. And <laughs> in, in Pisces, um, you know, you have that. The one fish is swimming in a circle, mm-hmm. going in a circle, not being so divine, and then the other one is swimming up to God. Yes. So you have that division, divided by race, divided mm-hmm. by color, divided by religion, divided mm-hmm. yep. by language. There's that age that we're coming out of, and all of that has to that has to go before the new age can even dawn. So what we could be looking at right now, which how crazy this year has been, is the beginning of the shedding. Of the old age, yeah. which is why it is so important to mm-hmm. understand where we may be heading. Yeah, exactly. And we've seen so many of those, uh, like I like to call them, those cosmic trigger points throughout different events in history and, and just certain periods of time uh, that we see how that um, Aquarian-like energy is starting to come into play and has been coming into play for a long time now. Um, so like the, the it's like the change of the magnetism in the universe with the ages, um, for example, like our bodies contain plasma and many other elements that are affected by this magnetism and other forces. Um, so just as like the moon affects the earth, like the tides and everything, the planets are bigger with more vast frequencies, a big Wi-Fi signal. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And Aquarius, like we said, is also about technology, innovation, and, um, you know, connecting the strands to make a whole, 
So yeah, the ether. Think about even just how you see that now. Like there's there is a lot more of a sense of solidarity when it comes to um, within individual thought. How in a way, I know it seems very um, divided our society, but there is a sense of that solidarity coming into play where people are more in tuned. People are more. Uh, aware people are asking questions people are searching for answers more and we have you know that ability to search for answers answers at our disposable it's right at our fingertips Mm -hmm. you just hop on google you know and you there's all different things like we are in intermediately connected to one another First time I, we, you know, to our knowledge in human history yeah. that we are connected. The fact that you can FaceTime or call mm-hmm. or message or contact anybody across the world in one button, yeah, one button, and and it really is amazing because you really think. And I tried to break this down last week. We both did. Where you know, it's you know, your face pops up on my screen, but you're miles and miles away. It almost what it does is it eliminates the illusion of distance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like a there's a great great thing about that innovation but also you have to take the good with the bad as well and the bad with the good and in that same way there is kind of like that disconnection also between uh socialization and coming together with one another because yes we're connected in that sort of way where we can just call do whatever message anything immediately yeah Mm -hmm. but like in a way you know people are also in the same sense really just head in their phone you know focusing on so many things that may not be beneficial um that they see that maybe a lot of these um these social type networks uh, you know, we're seeing a bunch of different people and their opinions and their lives and, you know, the way they look at things like but also in the same sense, we could be sitting there having having this thought that like, oh, you know, I'm not living up to the standard that the rest of the world is living at. And that could be very detrimental to your own progress and your own growth in a way, because you may sit there and believe that there's this standard that needs to be upheld. But the true standard that needs to be upheld is your own individualism. Yes, your own individualism. And we'll talk about how that comes into play and why it comes into the play uh, when we're talking about the age of Aquarius. So, um, you know, you know, Aquarius also has to deal with our hopes and our desires as well. So uh, being that it's a fixed sign, it's there's a it's real focused. It's a real focused um, type of energy and it sticks to the vision of whatever is being desired well, or and, well and let me throw this in there too now it's it's crazy how in in order talking about visions i just had to say this like piscean energy is all about being a visionary mm-hmm. you know so it's like in this last age we had to get basically so disconnected but even from ourselves and to learn how to be it's like almost bringing that like um integrated piscean energy to the end of this age like it's we've learned everything we need to and experienced and now to be a visionary in your own life yeah and to not be so like to be about the whole but to express it through your individual exactly. visions so and i find it very important to also find you know you follow the sequence mm-hmm. you know it's it's a linear thing in this fashion not many things in the occult mm-hmm. or astrology are linear but in this fashion you can look at it like that to where we have gained an intuition um and uh we're we're at the the forefront of 
you know, becoming those visionaries that the Piscean era should at least have taught us. Yeah. Yeah. Cause of, you know, like you said, the Pisces and Aquarius uh, both have a sense of being about the collective you know, Pisces is more the emotional healer, spiritual knowledge, and Aquarius is more as the thoughts and ideas and a focus on those thoughts and ideas and bringing intelligence to the collective through the individual. So, you know, just think of some examples for yourself that how you see that happening with people. You know, people are are part of groups, uh, I guess you could say, and they have this this broad idea in this group. But you also see people individually in those group uh, in those groups sitting there and kind of transforming the information uh, into one that's that's comes to a more uh, intuitive light. That's not so radical at times. It could they could be shown as like in a way that it's more progressive for the individual and they find a way to use that group mentality thinking to bring it to a better understanding of themselves and then express it outwardly um, with the collective. And and intelligently, the universe designed yeah. it, designs it to where, um, from what it looks like, it, as you find you come into your own and you get this connection to yourself, by being that, you actually end up serving the whole by finding yourself. Like You don't serve the whole if you just go get that job that pays your bills but mm-hmm. has nothing to do with, say, the people around you, your environment. You're disconnected from your family. You're disconnected from your yeah. friends, but it's all for self. Yeah. But finding yourself and becoming integrated with that divine voice in your mind uh, through meditation and through self-discovery, that that will bring the value and the, you know, open door to helping the whole what what are you so good at and passionate at and uh, you know what what do you bring to the world and if you if you're doing something that you love you're going to put a lot of passion into it you're going to put a lot of good energy into it and most likely when you know we all know when we like to do things we do those things at our best yeah and that brings other people that that specific value opposed to me doing some shitty job not bringing any value other than maybe my wallet not even my own emotional well-being. Yeah. Just my wallet. You're kind of just being like, that's that Piscean thing. You're being submissive and kind of just doing it because it's something that you're basically kind of told that, you know, think about how, you know, a lot of us, you know, especially people more of our age and older, how they grew up too, where it's kind of like you were told you need to, you know, go to work, save your money, go to college and go to school, you know, so you can land a good job and, you know, you know, be higher up and get a good pay. You know, and that's great and all. And that's just kind of like something that you need to do in a sense. Like it was taught that you need to do that in order to um, uphold this certain way of being able to live. But it was in the description of how the world told you you need to live. It was that fish swimming in the circle. Exactly. But when you see now this Aquarian type energy, it's more of the fact of what you want to do, what your true desires are and figuring out your actual role and purpose, not just for, you know, your family and, you know, just to be able to survive and everything. It's just more about finding that actual purpose within yourself to figure out, okay, what am I bringing to the collective? What kind of universal universal intelligence and information and progress am I making within myself that is going to be expressed outward to other people and to create more of this harmonious balance? Exactly. Exactly. And to add in onto that, um, 
you know, there is this thing called the collective mind, which in turn is also connected to the Akashic Records. But we are all, if you've heard of, there was this experiment called the 100th monkey effect. Mm-hmm. And what it is, is they, they took 100 monkeys and they put them on an island or in this secluded area. And they taught one monkey a certain type of skill and did not teach any of the other monkeys that skill, huh. right? And over time, I think it was maybe between three and six months, the whole island or the whole, all the hundred monkeys learned that specific skill as if it got passed through the collective conscious of that species. And if everything is working on a frequency and there is this collective mind, now imagine everyone putting that, that disconnected, but so like, you know, um, what was the word you used for Pisces? Like that, um, submissive, submissive energy Mm -hmm into the collective into the mind now we're all tuning into each other this is proven through what the ether that we are connected in that fashion and science does say this and we we will bring studies and and certain facts to that we'll we'll talk about that but from to our knowledge that we are all connected on a quantum level and so when we're putting that energy into the collective mind into the collective subconscious and superconscious so that right there is you know it's it's like that saying where you know if you change yourself you change the world. And why? Because you're actually putting a certain set of vibrations out into the, the collective and it does affect the whole, which is why it's so important in an Aquarian age where we're coming to, to focus on yourself, to become detached from the social norms and the values that you were given and to develop your own and define yourself. Yeah, exactly. Because you even think about it because like, you know, it is the third air sign and Aquarius is, um, you know, that culmination of knowledge that's a- attained and very accessible. Um, but like we said, it's universal, whereas Gemini is more of like that, um, that self-knowing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It's discovering self through your own thought through through your own duality and through maybe even the observation of others in your environment exactly so there's like there's an a to b type of connectivity only problems with that that can arise are um is that sometimes the truth or you know proper information can get lost in the crowd because there's such a direct connectivity so it's like you know the same way you know you can it's like playing telephone you know, you could kind of sit there, you learn something and you put it out there, uh, but then it's just passed through so many people universally that like it actually becomes obstructed. So that's something that could arise um, with that, even though there's a lot of benefits to that connectivity. Right. Well, a positive and negative um, polarity to everything, you know, so keep that in mind as well. You know, we brought up some positive and negative things about the age of Pisces, but it's going to have that polarity. You have to know your polarities of the mm-hmm. sign and also its opposite sign. Yeah. So, and by knowing that, you know, right, you're going to have that positive outlook and that positive way of expressing through the energy, but everything has a duality to it. There is that negative side to right. it, to where it's going to maybe be channeled through in that fashion. So, and and Pisces definitely showed that it, we could be connected or disconnected in that fashion, Um but applying the Aquarian energy to bring all of us back together. Yeah. We, we, we even see that like we're trying to learn more about other people's perspectives and their beliefs uh, rather than when Pisces, it was just kind of like these are the beliefs. That's what you believe. Oh, okay. And passive, move on. Passive mutable water. Yes, exactly. So, um, you know, Aquarius asks what humanity needs and what is the vision. Now, 
with Aquarius, you have innovation, like I said, connectivity. Uh, you even see robotics. Uh, Quantum Leap is another thing when it comes to Aquarian age uh, or just Aquarius, the elemental elemental things of Aquarius. Um, though that's what it's associated with. Um, and quantum, you know, quantum theories and all that have so many potentials, but fixed Aquarius is a hyper focus, like I said. So you can see how problems can arise with a hyper focus on something because you may be disregarding something else because of how focused you are on one thing. And like I said, that A to B connectivity, things could get lost in the translation. Well, look at right now, you know, a hyper focused on politics mm-hmm. or, um, you know, rights and certain, you know, topics going on around the year 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yet we have a hyper focus on these things. And I mean, as for the the negative side of Aquarian stuff or like communities and all that, mm-hmm. look at the all the movements going on and the negative yeah. effects that could happen. Exactly. You know, so so finding that truth within self. But the problem is, is you must not go yeah. through a group this time. It has to yeah. be this indi- individual finding. Exactly. Because the thing is with the group is that this it's accessible to everybody. It's this universal knowledge. So that means everybody has a say on how it's supposed to be perceived or uh, what the connotations of it are supposed to be. And that can, you know, that can, you know, be a loss for the actual cause or the actual truth of something. Um, And that's the thing, like with Aquarius questions cannot be ignored. Like they are, they are needed to be figured out and answered, especially being fixed. Like it needs to focus on the vision. Like a real Aquarian. Mm-hmm. If you, if you have any Aquarius friends, trust me, no bullshit. We just want to know the answer. Gemini's will beat around the bush. Talk about a million topics in one. Aquarius is direct, fixed, focus and communication to get to the answer. Aquarians are, are detectives. Yes. And they will, they want to know and they will, they'll know they, they are the seekers. Yes. So seeing this transition of Pisces into Aquarius, the thing that we are to apparently focus on is that, you know, we're meant to rise out of our Pisces spirit individually with the collective and bring awareness and connectivity and solidarity and bring that innovation of thought. Um, to one that's more purposeful rather than just being a group think. Without having that passive mindset of, yeah. you know, at, at, like we all want to be a part of a tribe, but we're no longer allowed to, um, and by by universal standards, do whatever you'd like. But what we're saying is, is if we're following the universal clock and, and you're following, you're going with the flow of nature, which that's how you know the flow of nature is by you look where nature is at then you have to find your own and then as you're vibrating that frequency out and you're sending that that frequency out, the universe will give you those right people. Mm-hmm. It'll give you the right circumstances. Yeah. This goes into the law of attraction, which most people love to talk about. Yeah. You know, But if you're sending out signals into the ether through the ethernet and you need to you know, really discover yourself, you'll find it through others but with, not without first knowing your own. Yeah. Exactly. And this is where we go into um, now the, that that when we're talking Aquarius, the the ruling planet now since the discovery of it is Uranus. Uh, but it also is co-ruled by Saturn because before Uranus was discovered, 
that was the ruling planet was Saturn. And you think of Saturn, it has that detachment to it, uh, that detached element to it as well. And being more of um, kind of more structural, I guess you could say, and kind of having to be under a certain authority. Um, and we do see that we see how there needs there in the same sense, there all, there's all these thoughts and ideas and visions being displayed uh, universally throughout our societies. And, but still there's some sort of authority um, being overheld of it. And it's, you know, sometime there's a little bit of a detachment of, uh, of the emotions sometimes where you see that there can be different angles being played out, but in a same collective thought. And that's where you see the individual comes into play. Because also when you're talking about Aquarius, you have to bring in its opposite, which is Leo. Right. It's polarity. Exactly. That's the polarity of Aquarius is Leo. And what do we say Leo has to do with? Leo has to do with self, that courage, that bravery, that... um what else like worship worship of self yeah you know self-empowerment um also though creativity yes knowing how Mm -hmm. and also finding the beauty in yourself you know leaders tend to be very in the mirror type Mm -hmm. of people and they want to look good and sound good and be the king or queen of that you know Mm -hmm. that party or that wherever they're at they want to bring the royalty and that's just how they are and it's you know there is a a big positive Mm -hmm. you know side to that well yeah Uh, you know being self-empowered is Mm -hmm. going to give you the ability to be confident and to express yourself which expression creativity like a lot of artists are going to have a strong leo placement you you have to because that's how you're expressing your own beauty and how you see yourself and people are going to know when you think good or bad about yourself Mm -hmm. so it's very important to have that leo archetype about yourself yeah and in this um you know and this duality of it is you're you're not going to be able to it's what we're getting at by having that group think but finding the right community and all that you need to be your own king or yeah. queen you need to find you know you got to go into the individual yourself and find that self empowerment and that creativity to be able to you know innovate your thoughts and ideas and desires and then it's expressed outwardly into the collective and into those groups to transform those groups to rather than just being just this full force pendulum that anybody could go along and it just and it just boulders its way through you know that's where the individual comes into play and that's why we see that the polarity of leo is a big aspect of it but also with the bad you know with me with the good there's bad as well you know too much of that can come come into the selfishness the the more Pic- righteous pictures for the gram yeah you like, know, like, uh, nah, self, like I'm, self-absorbed yes where it's like you know the the true cause and the true purpose is being corrupted because there is an egotistical sense uh coming into play and it and it over overcasts the actual purpose of you know transforming this information and transcending it into one that's going to be for a for a purpose for all people because that's what Aquarius has to deal with is for all it's universal yeah if you learn about the nodes in astrology you're going to learn that you come from your south node which is one sign and it's always the opposite sign you're shooting for and that's supposed to be the journey of the soul and so when you look at that in any type of um, you know, equation when it comes to this is, you know, to get to that Aquarian energy, you must start at the opposite to move towards. So you're not going to get to the community or the 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 global. Um, you're not going to affect the globe or the mo- the glo- um, collective mind um, unless you have that Leo, uh, that positive Leo self 
um, empowering type of attitude because that's how you're going to get to that. You're just using the Leo to get to how to serve humanity. You know, you must go through self first, but it's just not to get caught up. You must not get caught in that 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 energy because that's not where we're at. We, if we want to evolve, this is the step. We're being told what the next step is. So we, we must use these archetypes if we would like it to go smoothly. Yeah, because then you could sit there and find it, find that balance. And you could see where you're where you're you may be more um, self-absorbed and coming from a place of ego rather than coming from a place of compassion and love. And you could also see for a sense where you're too much outward and you're not going within yourself to really balance out what you need and, uh, you know, you know how you need to react to things, you know, that's, that's why there's the importance of it. And, and before you go on, mm-hmm. and if it's the opposite of Leo, meaning if you're on the more weaker side of Leo, it mm-hmm. will also have a shitty effect Yeah, because if you're not also in your power and you're not a little self-absorbed, if you yeah. want to say that you could be a little self-absorbed, you can yeah. love yourself. You could get overrun by the group. Right. And now, yeah, you're getting dominated by, by what's going on around you. And if you're around the wrong people or the wrong group, you will yeah. be led on the stripe path. Exactly. Your intentions could be good and you may have a certain proper vision, but you know, your vision could get lost in the sauce because of the fact that you aren't speaking to your true individuality and you're just going with the group and going with the flow like that Piscean fish that just, you know, is swimming around in circles, but not really, you know, transcending upward into, you know, the, the divine. Yeah. Higher consciousness. Exactly. You know, and, and with Leo, you must find it could be anything it's about creativity it's the fifth house which rules pleasure sex creativity and when i say sex too it's about a lot about of like now it's like you the the whole tinder and finding something surface level that is going to change that dynamic will eventually not be as strong as it used to be it's going to be about you know the fix all the fixed signs Mm -hmm. including scorpio which brings that sexual energy but why that's so important because that's also by the way creativity if you want to find the right person to even create kids with or a family or any type of things you must find these it goes it ties and points right back to aquarius where and leo to be yourself you will attract the right partners and you'll attract the right uh you know creative uh processes and stuff like that so i make that also a very important thing because that is in the fifth house of pleasures is leo so it will be foundational on even who you share your time with your intimate energy with yeah because that whole like view of like status worshiping is not going to be fulfilling and serve you uh, being exactly. being under that spell that our society has trained us to think that you got to have the nice car, the be- pretty girl or the hot guy and you got to have all the money and stuff like that. Like as we move through time, you'll see how that doesn't bring that sense of fulfillment, uh, even if you do obtain it, because if you're not doing the right work and you're not serving out your purpose, you know, there's going to be that emptiness that's still that's there and you know, you're going to be trying to find it elsewhere rather than within yourself. And that's where you can stunt your growth and, and further corrupt your development. Right, right. If the world's a mirror and you're not really living in your truth, the world will mirror it through the people, through the circumstances, through the career, through anything you have going on. If you are not in your own and your own power, your own Leo Lionheart power, it will reflect. You will have the wrong partners and all the other wrong circumstances because that's how um, through scientific observations, that's how the universe works. 
It's a mirror. Yeah. It's your mirroring. It will always mirror what's going on inside. As above, so below. As within, so without. So in this upcoming age, all of those things will apply. And why? Because it's time of evolution. It's a time of change. It The apocalypse is here. And the apocalypse meaning the, un, the unveiling of, the unfolding of. It's now time to let go of our old ways and our old traditions. And to, to on a side note, to bring... Pluto being in Capricorn, which Capricorn ruling traditions, there's another astrological placement in the sky right now that's saying, hey, our traditions do not work the way they used to anymore. Everything is outdated. It's time for those things to die. And the only way they will perish is through a process, you know, and through that process, we may experience a little bit of chaos, but order out of chaos, it comes. It, that's, that's, that's the saying, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Um, another thing to note, um, you know, since we did talk about Uranus and Saturn being a part of Aquarius, um, when you even look in, um, you know, the sh- uh, the chakras and the chakra symbols, uh, you see that uh, Aquarius represents the root chakra along with Capricorn and Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it will. So Capricorn and it, Capricorn's ruled by both. Um, or sorry, Aquarius and Capricorn are yeah. both ruled by Saturn. By Saturn. Yes. So you see how where we know that Saturn is more of that restrictive element, um, you know, structured and control. Um, but Aquarius tends to be more of that, you know, universal intelligence, that information. It's almost like wanting to break free from the mundane and innovate. Um, you know, that's, that's the, where the balance comes in, where it's like, okay, like there is some sort of sense of, 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 of good when you think of structure and control and security and on uh, longevity, um, structured chaos would yes. be a good way to describe it. Okay. Structured chaos because yeah. Aquarian energy tends to bring, um, things that come out of nowhere. Yeah. Surprises. Boom. Yeah. All of a sudden it happens. You know, an earthquake ruled by a Uranus or Aquarian mm-hmm. energy, you know, um, and Saturn being more of, say, a structure and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's coming from more of this order ahead of chaos. Yeah. And that's the thing where it's trying to find that balance of knowing that, like, yeah, that spontaneity is 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 great and that innovation, everything. But it needs to be channeled, channeled in a way to be able to create and fulfill that vision um, and have some sort of order out of it, but it also in the same way, if it's too much on the other side where it's too controlling, too restrictive, um, you know, all that, it can, it can kind of crush that Leo side of that creativity. And it could also, uh, turn into something that's more power hungry and the information can be misused. Uh, you know, that intellect, that intuition, all that can come to a sense of being, you know, misrepresented. And that's the thing too, also with um, talking about the chakras. So Aquarius rules the root chakra along with Capricorn and then Leo, it's opposite um, rules the third eye, that chakra. So, and then we know the third eye has to do with like pure intuition and balance and higher learning and, and love and like, and lowering of selves. So, you know, the, the other sign that rules, 
the third eye would be cancer. So there's that nurturing aspect, but also having that pure intuition, that godlike creativity. Um, so you see how there needs to be a balance there. But also that's where you take that Leo side. If you think about seeing things with your third eye and and and, and grasping onto that that intuition and that higher self, uh, that, that higher spirituality and that lowering of your ego, um, you see how you can kind of root yourself into society and into this into the collective of with these ideas and innovation because you're coming from a place of higher understanding and awareness of your spiritual self rather than your egotistical self. Right, and goes back to and at the beginning when we were talking about Jesus saying, "Meet me in the upper room." Now it goes. We go back to that. Exactly. How much does it make sense now to where if he's saying meet me in the upper room and it's allegorical in this fashion to where you sit, you meditate, you become fully aware of self, you shed all the beliefs and all of the ideas you've obtained through other people throughout your life and you tend to find out what's truly at your core. And by gaining that knowledge, by shutting off all the paradigms that were implanted in your brain and all those, you know, why you know, programs running through your mind. You know, why do they, they call TV programming? You know, that's, it's ironic, but that's, that's the truth. You're being filled with all these ideas to meditate is to drop those things, to become fully aware of who you really are and, and live in that Leo archetype, yeah. becoming fully aware in your spiritual self and then bringing it down to the root, down to physical action. Yes, exactly. You're taking that light, that higher intuition, that spiritual intuition, and you're taking it and transforming it in, into the physical, into the practical um, of that root chakra of that Aquarian like energy. So you see how the polarities come into play and like something to be an example of that is even think about the innovation of solar power, taking light, the degenerative energy that is giving to us by some sort of higher intelligence or power. And we take that through the Aquarius root chakra like solar panels and we create something more physical and practical and we find a way to be innovative in that way and also creates clean, renewable energy. And you see where we're going with this? We kind of just... There's another expression. Yeah. And ironically, you mentioned the physical technology exactly. of Aquarius. Technology. Another Aquarian energy is technology. It's alien things. It's not just aliens, which, by the way, does... Have, it it does, has a lot to do with yeah, aliens. It, it does. does. And how ironic, you know, during this year, we've had a lot of that come mm -hmm. up, a lot of that stuff come up. But when we talk technology too, uh, just to throw this in a fun fact that Aquarius ruling technology and ruling programs and ruling things that are in the ether, um, doesn't a computer get a virus? Yeah. And look what we're living this year. Don't you think that maybe this could be somewhat of a metaphor? The fact that we're not living in that Aquarian energy yet. We're looking at, you know, it's like the universe is playing a sick joke. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like saying it's not even a sick joke. It's making a point. Yeah. Like that, we're, there's a virus going yeah. around in the collective computer software. Yeah. And that's that Saturnian restrictive type, uh, you know, taking over control of that, you know, think about it. If everything was all hunky dory, uh, you know, with the, the amount of great ideas and, uh, the way people are standing in solidarity, like a beautiful thing can come from this, but there's also a sense of being held down. Right, right. And well, and we do have, by the way, uh, you, you talk Saturn. Saturn, 
uh, has been in Capricorn for basically the past two years. Yeah. And it's supposed to, there's supposed to be this really, really important monumental um, placement that comes at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, December 21st this year, uh, there's going to be a Jupiter and Saturn conjunction. Which those two, Jupiter being the greater benefic mm-hmm. uh, in mythology playing Zeus, Jesus, Jesus, <laughs> Saturn being the malefic, the greater malefic playing the role of Satan. Um, and it's supposed to represent, uh, when you look at astrological symbolism, uh, social issues, uh, authority issues, leadership issues. And when you look at the themes going on right now, it makes a lot of sense that there is going to be some serious shifts that this will catalyze. So, uh, it's ironic, though, that Saturn and Jupiter meet in Aquarius, and now we enter the new phase of a Saturn, um, a Saturn uh, transit going into Aquarius. So, the astrologers, the modern astrologers, are are claiming this is a big time for that as well. So that's something to look out for on December twenty first. There's a lot of things going on around the internet calling it the event and all that. So. Um, when we bring up Saturn and stuff, it does play a really important role on marking this time. So, and and all year we've had a stellium, which would be, by the way, a bunch of planets in, Sa- in Ca- uh, Capricorn. So it's like our traditions and our rules and all these things are being destroyed. Yeah. And the story of the sky is actually telling us this on the more, you know, um, the, the mundane astrology, today's yeah. astrology. Look at how many things that you even see when the news or all these different types of uh, whether they're considered conspiracies <clears throat> or just cover-ups of stories, like you see the information that's trying to become so accessible to everybody, but there's still some sort of hidden aspect keeping things under wraps. And like, that's where you could kind of see it's like, oh, like that Capricornian, uh, that Saturnian energy is trying to be restrictive and hold it down and still take control. But with that uh, Jupiter-Saturn um, conjunction, uh, you know, it kind of brings a sense of like there's an expansion on this collective awareness um, that it's more of, you know, things come out, things will be seen, things will be known. You know, how we react to that is all dependent on the individual themselves, you know, and that's where that comes into play, too. You yeah, know, the yeah. individual needs to be able to take in that information and transcend it into a way that's going to be beneficial for themselves and also the collective, you know, it also can be taken in a way that's detrimental as well. So, you know, that all depends, but that's something to keep a lookout for. Well, and to be aware is to know, you know, having the knowledge and having all this stuff and also to add on to, you know, that Capricornian energy and that big uh, shift that's supposed to go on in December at the beginning of this year, January 10th to 12th, the 12th, we had a, um, similar thing go on to where we had Pluto and Saturn and Pluto brings somewhat of a kind of this destruction and it brings up secrets mm-hmm. and all year it's funny how secrets have oh, been yeah. a thing you know and that kind of gave us the tone for the year mm-hmm. and Pluto and Capricorn is forcing us to look at which you know rules traditions uh, need to be reassured last time we had this was the American Revolution Exactly. That, a- that that was us gaining our independence mm-hmm. yeah. from the restriction yeah. of, of the Capricornian and Saturnian ways, which we're experiencing another revolution. It's just not being televised. Exactly. That's the thing. It's not, so so that's the thing where it comes where it's there. It's there. Like it's it's accessible, it's available. Um 
But yeah, we do see a little of that restriction. We see a little bit of that censorship as well uh, that's coming into play. And that's the thing, though. Like, yes, it's all about how we react, too, because, yes, we could take this and be anxious and scared and worried. But when you let go of that fear and you let go of that, you know, possibility for bad happening. Listen, if bad's going to happen, it's going to happen no matter what. But if you sit there and understand the information, you understand the flow of energy of where it's going, you can transmute it into one that's better better for you to be able to transition yourself and your ideas and your beliefs in a way to be not so affected in that negative manner and to be able to move forward in life despite the rapid changes and to also be of help to your fellow man and to be able to sit there and come together in solidarity and be able to ward off this type of energy coming in. Yeah, because if you're attached to the past and to the things that were, that no longer is. Yeah, you will fall with it. You will fall with it. And there is some sort of, uh, there's a vibe going on that where, you know, you have this split in the collective where a lot of people don't want to let go. And, this is all saying to let go. And when you really think logically, you know, you have to be, uh, you have to be able to, uh, to adapt. You have to be able to go with the flow of things. And this information here is giving you that open door. All of us. Yeah, exactly. So there's, uh, there's also, you know, a sense of when I, when talking Aquarius, um, this like decentralization, And one example of that whole decentralization of energy or thoughts or ideas or anything like that, you think of kind of the function of the heart and the blood vessels. That heart is, and it's almost like the same thing with the sun and that solar power. The heart is that main generator and that pump. Leo, right? So Leo. Giving us the power to, right. There's that power. That's that battery. And then the blood vessels is what trans, uh, uh, communicates all the things that is being pumped out from the heart it it moves it throughout other parts of the body and sends information nutrients whatever oxygen to other parts of the body to create a whole functioning body and that's kind of like how this whole aquarian age is working you know there is that pump that heart that that's, that's center of the solar system. center. Yes. That's center of the solar system that's providing coming and yeah. providing some sort of information and energy. And we are taking that and being able to transmute it and communicate it outwardly. But first through ourselves and to be able to have our proper function in this reality. So, well, I did want to add that, you know, since we, we did mention the, Uranian and Aquarian energy are in, if you had to put it in a quote, it's all things are sudden. They just happen. And the way we're describing this so-called revolution and this change and this shift, it's, it's not so in the distant future. We're now here. Mm -hmm. It, it's our imminent future and in many ways our dynamic present. So for those who see it, the new society within the old is not a counterculture, not a reaction, but an emerging culture. And it's going to be of a new social order. Mm -hmm. 
So major changes, major changes coming. And you may think because you, you know, we said that, oh, we're not actually in the age of Aquarius yet. Well, then why are we seeing Aquarian like energy? Well, we mentioned because also the cusps, you know, the, 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 the old paradigm and that old age and that old energy doesn't just die off. You know what I mean? It's, there's a transition of power where it, it just, it happens over time. But not only that, when also looking at it astrologically, you see that uh, we entered uh, the age of, um, I'm sorry, the 11th house, which the 11th house is ruled by Aquarius. And we entered that more in the, it was around the nine, uh, early 1900s. You know, you're talking about probably like 1910, 1915. Like I said, you can't put an exact date to it, but it's the beginning of the 1900s. You see how the sun, when it moved and that procession of the equinox, not the sun actually moving, but you know, what we said about the procession. Yes. You see how that it was. um, There's a certain degrees that it goes by and it moves every 72 years, one degree. So when it moved into the degree that can is considered the 11th house, it was the 1900s. And there's so many different cosmic triggers we can trace back even before the 1900s that are leading us up to now that show that Aquarian like energy. And, you know, there is there is a, f- a few to go about. I want to start with one, which is a big one, since we're talking about Uranus and Saturn uh, being the rulers of Aquarius. Um, Uranus wasn't discovered until about 1781. Uh, that was when Uranus was first discovered. And some things that, you know, you know, with 1781, you know, you also have the industrial revolution. Uh, you know, that's that innovation coming in. Uh, the Iron Bridge opens across the River Severn in England. Um, you know, the American Re- Revolutionary War is 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 also at during during this time period wrapping up, but you have Richmond, Virginia is burned by the British naval officers, uh, by naval forces, uh, led by Benedict Arnold. So you see it like how some of that comes into play and like, think all about of a, it. All it's of the, a sudden, the discovery of Uranus comes about in that same time. Mm. And it's, it's kind of like foreshadowing that Aquarian like energy. Um, yeah. And I mentioned this last episode of cusps. You know, like there is this point in time where you're in both signs. Yeah. You know, you got to leave one to go to the other. I, all There's cusp babies out there knowing that it's like, oh, I'm born on the 20th. Yeah. So I'm this and that. Well, if you looked at it on the grand clock, we are on the cusp. Yeah, exactly. And that just it just goes to show more like us moving into uh, the 11th house being ruled by Aquarius is just more of the reason to back up why or how we're moving into the age of Aquarius and how we've been moving into the age of Aquarius you know, because like, you know, so the 1780s leading in going up to the 1800s, you know, there's that um, the Articles of Confederation are ratified. Uh, you know, you have, like I said, you know, the United States is established in Congress. Um, there's also, you know, think Aquarius intelligence, the Washington and Jefferson College, uh, that university was founded in Pennsylvania around that 1780s time. Um um, then also, there's also another discovery, which is uh, Carl Wilhelm Scheele discovers uh, tungsten. Tungsten. It's a chemical element and it's a rare metal. So there's that kind of discovery as well that 
kind of brings in that Aquarian type, you know, and then the 1800s was, uh, you know, we start seeing more mass production units coming about, you know, you also see, um, uh, there's also, um, what's the one? Oh, oh, there's, uh, you know, the whole steam engine for boats come into play that whole, everything that has to do with the industrial revolution as well. Mm. Um, 1815, you have, uh, the interchangeable musket parts were accepted uh, by industries, and and that came from Eli Whitney. Um, uh, let's see. The, what else is there? Um, also, you know, you have Mozart. Mozart performs his opera uh, in Domenio, and that premieres in Munich. Uh, there's the surrender of Yorktown as well during all these times. So you kind of get what's going on. There's a revolution happened. There's this innovation happening. There's... There's all these new things coming together and as a whole uh, happening. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, that's about right. Exactly. And then you have in the 1860s, as, as we move forward, you know, that's the first return of Uranus to its discovery point. So that's one full cycle of Uranus where it went, comes back to the point where it was discovered. And that's also, and you think about, we're talking about connectivity and communication kind of in a way the first Pony Express reaches Sacramento during this time. Vic would love that. Mm-hmm. There's also the famous debate of Charles Darwin's theory of evolution held at the Oxford University Museum. Crazy how it lines mm-hmm. up all around that period yeah. of time. And these things aren't coincidence. Yeah. They are. And why I say that is it's repetitive things that keep happening to where around this time, just like uh, the Black Plague or whatever, back in what, the 1600s? Yeah. Um, we had the Saturn and uh, Pluto conjunction in the 1600s. I want don't you know? I'm only paraphrasing because I uh, one of my favorite astrologers had had given us this information. But around that time, uh, we had the Black Plagues and Saturn and Pluto conjuncted each other, and I'm pretty sure it was in Capricorn. And we had the Black Plagues. Yeah, and it was predicted last year, August 2019, yeah. that with this conjunction there will be a plague. Yeah. Because every time these two planets get together, it brings a plague. And, and look at it now. And through history, these things repeat. Now, with this, what he's saying, you know, Uranus comes back to its point. All of a sudden, new inventions. That's it. Yeah. And with the, with the power of communication um, growing all the time, it enables us rapid transmission of new ideas. You know, a contagion of visions, good questions, experiments, images, and... Uh, Economist Kenneth Building once said that a change might take a generation um, to accomplish in a non-literate society, which can occur in days in a culture with mass communication. So the fact that we have this Aquarian theme going on of the Internet and all that, the fact that we can communicate even in a non-literate society, we have YouTube, we have podcasts. Mm -hmm. It's not about getting into the library of Alexandria or it's not about being this political or, or even being, say, part of like a masonry group or, yeah. or anything like that to gain this knowledge. It's we just, now it's right there at your fingertips. The community is now it, it's it's it has the ability to learn this stuff, this so called occult yeah. knowledge, which was so hidden. And you see how that 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 restrictive control type paradigm is falling because how do you hold control over the the access of information nowadays? It's almost impossible. The only way is through censorship. And look what we're seeing is sorts of censorship. But that's not going to be accepted. That's not going to be accepted by the people, especially in the United States, because 
what we're founded on and, and the American Revolution, freedom of speech, the First Amendment, everything like that. Um, but like you were saying, though, you said, you know, new ideas and everything. That's also, you know, when I was talking about the first return of, of Uranus to the discovery point in the, in the 1860s, you also have that's when, you know, the divide of ideas of slavery starts to trigger the American Civil War. And Lincoln's elected president, you know, the, that's where you see all these new ideas coming in. You know, you have the secession from the Union. Um, and then 1865, the 13th Amendment was passed out long slavery. So there's that collective, you know, intelligence and 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 solidarity to, you know, enough to create a revolution and and, and frankly, a civil war. Yeah. Yeah. And a if divide. We, well, and if we're talking decentralization of everything yeah. and, and, and all that, well, the power of that derives only from the flow of new images and ideas and and energy to all parts of the body. You know, yep. think about the body. Yep. You know, your, your your body will not change unless it gets the message. You know, mm-hmm. so by mass communication to the body, it, it's able to get in touch with one another. So the body can work in a syncretized fashion. And, um, you know, concentrations of power are as unnatural and deadly as a blood clot or an ungrounded electrical line, which that would be a great metaphor yeah. for Aquarius. Exactly. I mean, when you look at, as you, when you think as above, so below, you look at like when you're looking from a real, real outer perspective of, you know, the galaxies and everything, you see like there's like these like webs interconnecting everything and, you know, transform. And then when you go into like the human brain, you go into the human brain and the neurons and everything, the transmitters, you see it looks almost the same as, you know, the universe that's with, with an outward focused, you know, looking at it from a distance. It's the same thing. There has like there's these major points and there's little connections branching off going into other places. And we see that within our body with blood vessels and stuff and even more on a microscopic level as well. The dendrites in your on uh, your lungs, right? The yeah. den- den- dendritic yeah. dendritic uh, uh exactly. things in your in your lungs that look like branches. Yeah, exactly. And you and you see how that as above so below uh thing comes into play. Uh, but also that's kind of like as how how we've been moving through society as well. We've become we've become more innovative and uh, connecting to each other with d- different ideas and ideas, starting a new wave of revolutions and 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 and, and change and different ideas coming to play and people connecting with those ideas. So that's where you kind of get that. And then as we move forward in the 1890s, you have the Pluto-Neptune conjunction where that and during that time you start seeing competition of enterprises, more of the industrial revolution grows, uh, basketball's even invented. Um, there's also an economic depression panic uh, in, in 1893, uh, 1893 to 1897. Um, you also see precipitation of the Spanish-American War, the Treaty of Paris that ends the Spanish-American War. Um Finance capitalism began to replace industrial capitalism. So there's another example of that shift in the change of ideas. 1909, you have Henry Ford. Um, he invented the assembly line, you know, and then we were talking about that 1910, 1915, whatever that early 1900, where we actually see that we entered that um, past the cusp of the 11th house. Um which you also see that 1918, the Spanish flu pandemic comes about, you know, so these are all those cosmic trigger points that are kind of showing what we've been through. And now we're going through similar uh, transits and aspects. And even on our big grand clock of the universe, 
you know, we're seeing some of those element elements of of um, of those histories kind of replaying themselves because it is it is a cycle. There's patterns, and that's how you kind of are able to embrace the flow of energy that's coming and to be able to understand and not panic and not get lost and be able to sit there and be like, okay, well, here's what's going on. How do I focus on my individual self to really, you know, grow my desires and fall off and break away from that old paradigm and be able to take it in and go after my true desires that are going to show my purpose and allow me to function in society to be of benefit for all in the collective. So, yeah, you know, then you have World War One. It came about as well during that time. The 1947 is the second return of the Uranus discovery point. And you think about 1940s, 1947, around that time, you know, you have World War Two going on. Big pivot. Big ideas. Changes everything. Hitler's ideas of, you know, him trying to bring collectively everybody together under an Aryan race and all this, you know, there's just more examples. There's examples on top of examples, patterns on top of patterns. You could go through them all, but and not, in the, and you get the point. Well, right. And but in the age of Aquarius, I mean, we can bring you as much information as you'd like. Yeah. We would love to be. We're going to talk about many things and probably talk about similar subjects over and over again. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we will make full circle come come mm-hmm. any questions asked or, you know, we see a trend going on with what people mm-hmm. are looking for. But, you know, it's there is this ability now to you hear us say this and you have the power in your hands. Exactly. You have the technology. You the the access to the Aquarian future mm-hmm. is is here and it's in your hands. Usually, you know, you pay about forty five dollars a month for it and it sits in your pocket yeah. or you're always on it. And that thing right there has all the you can go look up all these transits and it's accessible. Exactly. So are you gonna sit there and continue with the mundane? Are you gonna take the information are you going to take it and try to transcend transcend your life into something better are you going to sit there and you know doing things that you don't even really want to be doing that you're just doing them just to either do them or because you know society kind of makes you feel like you have to be doing them or are you going to sit there and actually tap into yourself and tap into your higher self and the divine and figure out what you really want to be doing and what your true desires are And are you going to figure out how to be innovative and creative in figuring out what you need to do in order to achieve that? Right, right. And then to play a bigger role on this stage of life in a way that's going to be beneficial for the collective and really to make a difference and to really create actual purpose in your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So just in the 1960s, we had Uranus-Pluto conjunction. We know what happened during the 60s. There you go. You know, even the song Age of Aquarius comes out kind of within that decade or so. Yeah, they knew. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's the talk of all these things. And like the reason why we bring these these other transits that occurred up is because, like you said, Ray, that December 21st, that's a major, major conjunction that's happening. The greater benefic and the greater malefic are making a conjunction together and almost like kind of it's like the Super Bowl of astrology. Yeah, exactly. I know how all y'all love football and so do I go bucks. And it's just, this <laughs> great, there's just, it, 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 and what it tells us, if you look into the astrology of it, it tells us that there's this grand awareness coming in who knows what way, but it allows you to keep your eyes peeled and keep your third eye peeled to be able to embrace and allow it and not miss the chances or opportunities that may be there for you. The chances and opportunities are there for you. It's just that you have to be able to notice and act upon it. 
Right. And and also, if we're talking transits here, just need to throw this out there for all the NFL, which I don't know how many of our listeners will like the NFL. I know even NFL fans don't like the NFL anymore. But I'm a Bucks fan, been a Bucks fan since 98. But when we won the Super Bowl, this is astrological here. Hmm. When we won the Super Bowl in 2002 going into 03, it was the nodes were in the same signs, in the same spot. Gemini was in North Node, Sagittarius South Node. We won the Super Bowl. Now, I'm just, this is on just, you know, for record mm-hmm. on this recording here, that astrologically speaking, we should at least, and how ironic, all Tampa teams are making it to the playoffs or going yeah. to the finals. I'm just stating it. that And the it is, Super Bowl and is in Tampa. And, and the Super Bowl is in Tampa. Correct. Mm-hmm. So, and we get Tom Brady, and we get Leonard Fournette, and how weird that the energy is in our favor and how weird that in 0203 we were named one of the best defenses of all time and our defense is known for so as even if you don't like football this is just for record like this possibly could be showing us just something it could add it to the list of even sports exactly you could learn how to see the patterns well in, in anything and being aware of those patterns even aware of your own patterns that you know, you may your patterns the way you think or the patterns the way you do things or the patterns of your beliefs. And you could see in a in a more uh, in a more broader stance of hmm, how do I function? And is that function really aligned with who I really am deep down inside my emotions and everything? And that's how you find your balance. Yeah. You know, you find your balance through that. Yeah, we can we can respond differently to the tragedies of our modern history. Mm-hmm. We can and, you know, our past isn't our potential. Um, one by one, we can rechoose to awaken. And awakening, you know, I, I know everyone throws that woke, wake yeah, up rule thing, but a, but a real awakening mm-hmm. brings in its own assignments unique to each of us. So however long you may have thought, uh, you are not just you. You know, it's time to figure out who you really, really, really are. You're not just... Your job yeah. or your, you know, your everyday mundane things you do, yeah. uh, you're not who you think you are. And, you know, you are a seed. We're all seeds. And, um, you know, mm-hmm. we're technically the real conspiracies here. And we're trying to figure ourselves out. And I think that's what, you know, we're, we're moving towards. Exactly. Because you think it in this sense, you know, age of Aquarius, you know, having to be universal and dealing with the collective. You know, the thing is, and... A lot of a lot of philosophers have said it as well, is that our neighbors, you know, whatever other people, they're not actually other people. They're just us experiencing another way. So but we all are interconnected. You know, yes, we all have different races, we have all different cultures, we all have different religions, different beliefs. A lot of those things are you know, religions and beliefs come from a certain conditioning from birth. Um, but in a soul aspect, we all come from the same place, you know, that whole us, you know, you know, Ray's experiencing consciousness in a different way, maybe than I am, you know, he has his own life, but in the end we are from the same consciousness, right? So if everything's one field of energy, which Mm -hmm. some people would call God, yeah, but it's the all intelligent energy of the universe. The thing that's telling this table to be a table or telling your chair Mm -hmm. to be a chair, telling your body to, or, you know, keeping your body intact and everything intact that, that intelligence, we all are that intelligence. It's a collective agreement. Right. And, you know, I always looked at it in this metaphorical way is it's kind of like you have an outlet in the wall and you have one of those things where you got many, you know, outlets. Yeah. The, the, 
I couldn't I, could, I, I, could, I, I couldn't think of it either. I was, surge I was protector? Say, sur- yeah, that's right? what I was going to say. Yeah, so like you that. got a surge protector. Now think, that's all coming from one outlet plugged in, but mm-hmm. you have many things plugged into that same wall, that same source of energy. And that's what we are. We all are the same thing. Proven fact. We yeah. all come, when you, when you, the power of, uh, you know, working your way down to the most minuscule particle and, and whatever, and when you make it to energy. So if everything's energy, so is your consciousness and yeah. energy cannot be created nor destroyed. So that also tells you that you are eternal. You, that is the truth. That is the revealing of the age of Aquarius where yeah. we are finding out who we really are. The fact that we are eternal. We all are God or at least expressions of the of God. Yeah. You know, we're not the Godhead, but yet expressions, minute expressions. We mm. are the the droplets of water in the ocean of consciousness. Yeah. And it's bringing that awareness to the forefront where we need to start learning to understand ourselves better in that way rather than ourselves through what society has taught us and to be able to find that connection back to one another and ultimately that connection back to the divine because it was there we talked about it when in the age of leo the golden age how they were not separate from the divine they were in direct connection with the divine you know there's a lot of archaeological findings and you know ancient civilizations that a lot of the science shows that you know there was a heightened consciousness available to humans and humans were in the same form that we were in despite what you know darwinism that theory of evolution may teach us which we're going to go into a lot about that um uh, as we move forward but that's something to understand that we're finding our way back and we're we're here for a purpose and we're here to figure out what that purpose is and age of aquarius is the dawning of of that awareness of us coming into that and figuring it out and shedding off the old paradigms yeah that is the real revolution and you know they've talked with many ages you know you had like what the great flood and then you had the fall of empires and you're looking at the elements of all these ages and it's you know very ironic that you know during around those times when the age was switching over to a new one that how all these crazy things started to happen well you know you had a lot of catastrophe but claimed to be in this going into this next age we will not the apocalypse is not war the apocalypse is not a physical war but a spiritual one mm-hmm. and it's it's a, it's the death of self that we thought we were it's the death of the ego now when people talk ego too, I must say this because it could be taken in many wrong ways that not the death of the ego where, look, you need your ego to function. That's your Leo. You need your Lionheart ego, your self and all that. Not to not the death of it where it's just you're just this spiritual woo-woo person or you're just completely disconnected and you're up in the, you know, you're in divine meditation 24-7. It's more so being highly aware of who you are at the deep core and then coming coming back to the ego and applying it and coming from that true self that you really are and by doing that your everything will change everything will change and that comes from awareness awareness will bring absolute happiness and it will bring us together as a whole yeah so that's the theme around this aquarian uh, this aquarian age is just that focus on emancipation discovery um, equality, technological advancements, intelligence, intuition. And that's something to be thought of. So that 
is the age of Aquarius. Now, the functions of how all that works, we're going to get into that with our next episode and really break it down to a science. Energy, frequency, yes. the ether. Yeah, just way to show how the the whole astrological aspect really comes into play and why we're focused on that and why it's actually the oldest science um, and it's proven to be. So thank you all for joining us and uh, you're, you're on a journey. We're all on a journey together and we're really figuring it out as we go along. But I think that theme of the Aquarian to collectively come together, but starting with the individual self and empowering ourselves brings a whole uh, a whole stance of uh, of being united together to be able to create this greater reality and to further uh, make a steps make steps closer to that balance and that harmony that we all desperately wish to see. Yeah. So so stay on the path of transcendence with us and and join us every week for we are we are on that journey together and we're gonna break down topics and communicate with each other and try and really break through the uh, the walls of our old traditions and our and our you know our past um, history of being conditioned mm-hmm. and really breaking through the ceiling of um you know of the real awakening and uh, it is that time and the fact that you're here listening I believe that the universe has brought you me and everybody here that is on this podcast or listening to it mm-hmm. um, together and it is divine intervention. Yeah. So stick with us. Uh, Stay tuned for the next episode. And as always, remember, join us on our website and all our social media pages. And let's keep that connectivity going and, and really transcend ourselves into a higher knowing of ourselves and the life we live. So thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 